Welcome to this week's episode of Brown Sugar Wonderlust. I'm one of your co-hosts, Charmaine. And I'm your other co-host, Ariel. This is our weekly podcast where we share our wonderlust with the world. Whoop, whoop. Welcome back. Whoop, whoop. Getting your energy up. <laughs> Trying to. Yeah, I feel a little good right now. Okay. <laughs> Come through feeling good. How do I sound? You sound you sound good. Oh, good, because this microphone going to have to stay where? Here. <laughs> How's your week been, friend? Well, did we say welcome back to the people? Or you gonna put put us in there talking? See, you play too much. Yeah, that's usually what I do. I just go ahead and start it. Play too much. Ariel play all day. I've been good. I've been keeping my uh, mouth quiet Ooh. and minding my business. Girl, who? <laughs> didn't I just talk to you yesterday? That was not the story I heard yesterday. You didn't Why? talk to me. You didn't talk to me yesterday. You talked to me Saturday, and Saturday was last week. So those days don't count. Them days don't count. <laughs> All right, we got to keep it cute for the podcast. Sunday begins a new week. And as far as this week goes, I've been keeping my mouth closed and minding my business. Yeah, Sunday was a day of rest. It was. I, um, I stayed in the bed. I did. What did I do? Oh, so I was supposed to go to that event yesterday did you go no i didn't go i know you were not gonna go see patty i didn't go i could have recorded yesterday too i should have just reached out to you but when i tell you i was asleep all day we 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 didn't participate in no fourth of july festivities but we did barbecue oh so y'all had an extended juneteenth okay yes thank you yes yes that's exactly what we did mm-hmm mm-hmm won't be shopping tomorrow but yes we, we can't shop tomorrow What's no, not supposed to do. It's blackout. Oh, girl, I've, I've been blacking out all coronavirus. I ain't been shopping. You better than me, because I was just having a conversation with another friend just this morning, and we were talking about the amount of money. I'm finding ways to spend money online. Uh-uh. You're not doing any online shopping? Hell no, I don't even be on the computer. I be watching TV, reading my books. Look, you got it right. You got it right, because... Yeah, you spend a lot, so much time on the computer, it's kind of like, why would I even? <laughs> well, also for me, I'm A, moving. So I, I'm a minimalist already. You already know that about me. I be out here living in very basic. I have what I need. I have the court that looks cute. That's it. So I don't need to add anything to this living space because where it's going to go in the box? I already told these people how many boxes I, they can plan to have on this truck. And then I, don't, I don't need any clothes. Where am I going? Yeah, I'm not hitting about any clothes. I'm just getting really bad about buying plants. I purchased another plant this weekend. I'm becoming that lady. I do want a plant, but... Yeah, you got to wait, friend. I know, because I was like, I'm, this plant going to die before I even make it to Chicago if I get one, because I know I'm not going to be able to keep up with it from the time they come pick all this stuff up to the time I actually leave. Mm. So what else you been spending your money on? Plants and what else, girl? That's it. That's it. I'm really trying to get this garden going so I don't have to spend no more money on produce. You know, I wish that my grandmother was still alive because she used to have a garden in her backyard. Girl, she used to grow everything. Yeah, I got some of everything in my little garden bed. I'm going to have to expand it, but yeah, it just don't make no sense. I already produced some um, jalapeno peppers within like two weeks of having my plants. I was kind of, which is crazy to me. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, child, I ain't going no whole food, too. Well, yeah, I mean, I would like to grow my own veggies because I already don't eat a whole bunch of vegetables, so I could grow the ones that I need. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I can't, I can't just be out here eating three servings of vegetables with each meal because the way my body is set up with this disorder, it don't work like that. So what vegetables you like? I like, I like all eggplants. Eggplants. Um, Yes. Eggplant is just delicious. That is just so peculiar for somebody that don't eat vegetables and you choose eggplant. I didn't say I don't like vegetables. I said I don't eat a lot of vegetables. Okay. There's a difference. Eggplant. 
Yes. Okay. So let me go ahead and explain to the listeners. I don't mind. So I have a disorder called ulcerative colitis. And a lot of people like to tell me what I need to eat. A lot of people like to tell me that I need to eat more fruits and vegetables. But if you have ulcerative colitis, you know that foods high in fiber, i.e. vegetables and fruits, they can cause you to have a flare-up. So I have to watch my vegetable and fruit intake. So I don't eat a lot of vegetables. However, I do enjoy vegetables. So I like old eggplants. I actually enjoy celery and carrots, asparagus, Brussels sprouts. I like squash, zucchini, cabbage. Oh, I need to put some Brussels sprouts down. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of, I really do like a lot of vegetables. I just don't eat a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I love lettuce. Oh, yes. You love lettuce? I do love lettuce, but my body don't love lettuce. I have to watch how many salads I can eat. We're talking like once a week. Girl, you funny. Well, I don't like, because I like lettuce because I can make a salad. I can put all these different toppings in my salad. Oh, chaff. This is made my spirit quicker. Yes. I did go home this pet with home as in Little Rock this past weekend. And uh or not past week, this is week. That was last week. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Went to Little Rock and I thought about going to Grady's. <laughs> and, and, yes. Have you had their salads? Yes, that girl. My mama put me uh, the epitome of salad. But I'm trying to be about this vegan life, so mm. I'm trying to be veganish. And they salad got it ain't really salad. It's like a sprinkle of lettuce and a bed of meat. Listen, that Grady's and then a good US pizza salad. Yeah, I heard about US pizza too. You ain't never had a US pizza salad. No, mm-mm. and you know, well, they so better than Grady's. This was my first time, you know, leaving home during coronavirus. And it was interesting. We stayed downtown Little Rock in the AC Hotel. It's a new hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we only stayed there for one night, um, but everything was closed. So, so we actually got some food from um, this place called Brewski's. They're actually open until two, which was surprising because we were there on a Monday night. But it's mm-hmm. like a little pub. Okay. Veggie burger from there, and it was cool. But yeah, everything's closed. But they're not taking COVID very seriously in Arkansas. No, they ain't taking it very seriously. I I didn't see nobody with no mask on. Well, it's hard to say taking things seriously, considering that the entire country opened back up too early. As far as the number of cases that they've gotten, they've gotten a significantly smaller number of cases compared to other cities based on population. So, eh, I mean, but it's folks out here ain't taking it seriously in Texas. Well, I well, I don't know. I just know that they had the mandate for um, they had the mandate to wear their masks the same time that we had ours. Everybody was required to wear them, or they were going to be fine. And when nobody wearing a mask in oh in arkansas yeah in arkansas hmm, that's interesting which was really surprising compared to my experience in texas because people halfway was wearing them here too but now it's very funny going to the store and seeing people try to walk in without their mask on well i saw your little video you sent me girl on, on instagram out in the flow she needs a spanking. That's what she needed. I don't even condone spanking children, but she needed a spanking. Okay. I was just going into the store uh, right before this podcast, and this guy he walks in and he's covering his mouth. Well, yeah, he's covering his mouth and nose with his shirt. He's just gonna pull his shirt up to cover his his face. Girl, I said he gonna get put out. He came right back out the door looking pissed off. It's just like. This is hard. Well, the thing is, this is my thing. If you're, and I put this on Instagram and I stand behind it, if the, if the government, the governor, the mayor, whomever, if your city has a mandate to wear a mask when you go out into public places, if you don't want to wear a mask, stay at the house, sis, or brother, or that, like, or any of our trans sisters and brothers. Like, stay at the house that's it 
You don't have to get nobody your money. Stay at home. Mm-mm. You ready to get into this episode? Yes, I am. So what's your weekly wonderlust? You forgot. We had this thing. Literally in the background, I could hear crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me get my globe. I see you want me to... Too. Huh? I said, I see you got a globe, too. Oh, yeah, this is my globe that was in my office. You want to know what my weekly wonderlust is? What is it? I, I'll say mine. Um, you know, I would like to be somewhere in the mountains. I think I would actually enjoy being away. I'm a nice little cabin getaway right now. Just goodbye, everybody, because I want to get out of the house. And I want to go somewhere, but I also don't want to like go eat at a restaurant or anything. I just want to get away and have some beautiful scenery. So it would be nice to go, go to the mountains. So yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of my friends actually going to beaches um, on social mm. media. They're going to beaches. I don't know if I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. I don't think I, I don't think I've boosted myself up enough to feel like I, I, I really want to go somewhere and I feel like I could and I can and I would, but I probably won't. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, I won't even go to the restaurant. So. No. And for me, eating is a big part of traveling. So if I'm not going to go sit in the restaurant, it makes no sense for me to go anywhere. Unless I had old Bay out here who was sponsoring this trip and wanted to pay for a private chef. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay. I think that's probably perfect doing something like that um in the place where you can socially distance i would be completely for that right now because mm-hmm. like i want to get like of course i agree with people wanting to get out of their house i 100 percent understand because i'm ready to get out of mine but not at the expense of getting coronavirus okay so what do you think about this i think we talked about it in another episode um but glamping um, there's this place in Texas, I can't tell you the name right now because it just came across my brain, but there's this place in Texas where you can go camp and it's like glamorous camping, I guess, um, in what are called yurts. Um, uh, would you go do that? Is it a house? No, oh, it's, um, they had, they do have on this property. I'm going to send you, I'll send you the link after this episode, but on this property, they do have, um, cabins but they also make basically they have jumbo tents with like beds mm. in them so you get a bed but it's in a tent nah. <laughs> you <Mm-mm>. ain't interested <laughs> um, uh glamping yes i am interested in glamping but to me like glamping means not being outside like i need central air and a uh, central heat as well and uh running water where i rest my head and access to a good old bathroom so no the tent life not that's not for me but a cabin i'd go for it mm-hmm. well, i could do the cabin life a little idea for everybody that's itching to to travel mm-hmm. you can go to lake travis but you might have to just go to the grocery store which is fine by me. Yeah, be, that's a cute idea. I wouldn't mind going and then like just cooking stuff as long as everybody do their part with cooking. But just cooking stuff or having an old private chef, like all of that, that's fine. I, I would love to do that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like the idea of a babe with a private chef. Come on. <laughs> uh, let us not get confused. I'm not, not wanting to be in anybody's relationship. I'm just saying, it'd be nice to have a sponsor out here. <laughs> so this week, we bring to you all, as you can see, we've been having a little casual conversation. But we are bringing to you all just a lot of travel stories of our endeavors and adventures across the globe, says the nation. Mm-hmm. I have 10 stories to choose from. I'm proud of myself. Oh, my word. I don't have no stories, really. I have memories. Okay, well. <laughs> so start with your stories, and I'll interject when need be. No, come <laughs> on. I don't really have no stories. I just Well, give us some memory. Give us a memory. To be honest, I was sitting in the car to jog my memory with my mama and ask her, like, what? what? Give me some um, 
his stories that we had. And although we do, I don't know, it, just time passes you. So what? Time just passes you. Like you don't realize all of the things that you've done. Do you have no photo evidence? Yeah, I started to go through my um my photos and get evidence, but I have some photos and some videos. I'm that person. I am that person that videos everything on the trip. I'm that annoying person. So then you should have some great memories for us. Mm-hmm. I got some memories, boy. I mean, they not no like it's not no story. So oh, yeah. um, my, the only thing about my stories are they're memories for me. I'm just telling them as as they happen. Yeah. Well, we're going to see how whatever develops out of my brain. Los Cabos. When we went to Los Cabos, um, she was like, you don't remember that time I had threw up? I was like, oh, well, that's just typical Mexico story. I said, no, I don't remember. Girl, we went to this place where you get $2 shots and she got two shots and a beer. Hmm. And by the time we left, we pulled over and she was throwing up. Oh my goodness. Have you had experiences where you were just ill out of it when you were traveling? You got any stories? Not while I was traveling. <laughs> now, when I was stationary at my residence, absolutely. When you, what you mean when you were stationary? You talking about the place you traveled to? Uh-uh. No, like when I was in college and <laughs> <laughs> when I lived all those uh-huh <laughs> like yeah I have stories of some nights where my goodness but not to my knowledge while traveling well okay no not throwing up so you asked if I ever had a situation where I just if you're asking if I ever had a situation where I just got really drunk it would have been Fedville the first time for homecoming and that was when I feel like I shared this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, for the new listeners, if we have any, that was when myself and two of the companions I was with, cause I said I was going to stop saying people's names, but I was with these people, you know, both of them, Ariel. And we had taken like <laughs> me and one person had taken at least 30 shots and we didn't feel anything and so we thought we could get away with that again so the second time we went to homecoming we did the same thing the following year and um none of us could lift our heads up off of the pillow we missed we almost missed the step show we were very late to it and then for whatever reason we felt like greasy pizza would make us feel better and surprisingly, like, it didn't just tear our stomachs up, but it soaked up some of that alcohol. At least that's what we thought in our head. But since I've been grown, I've come to realize that alcohol just breaks down by itself. Like, it just breaks down over time, period. Look, I don't know, because one time I went to work, it, I was working at Loft, and mm-hmm. I went online, and I was looking for hangover uh, cures. And one of them had to do with um, mustard. So I remember stopping yeah. it. <laughs> no I, I remember stopping this Sunday and actually matter of fact I'm gonna say some names me and Kisha we had went to Margarita Friday and then we had to work on Saturday morning and I went and stopped this Sunday and I asked for a package of mustard and I feel like it worked <laughs> no I feel like it worked but alcohol breaks down in the body what you're relieving is the symptoms of nausea and you're relieving yeah, 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 yeah. but that they alcohol in your system my little feelings was hurt when i realized i was like oh so it's just gonna go away when you want to go away and then i can do the rest of this process because like i went yeah did i eat a piece of dry toast absolutely but that helped with the nausea and helped with the headache i took the ibuprofen did that help yeah it helped with the headache but i still felt like there was liquor in my system and it was because Mm -hmm. it just hasn't broken down yeah i'm i'm notorious for getting sick whenever i go play well actually let me not lie when i go to mexico so you didn't get sick when you went to mexico not at all which is girl, so fascinating every, to me every no. time i go my little stomach be like girl no 
I did not. I didn't get sick at all the entire time I was in Mexico. And I think we were there like four or five days. Mm-mm. I have to get the name of that resort. I wouldn't mind going to Mexico, actually. Mexico not letting us come there. We can't what, go. We closed to Mexico, too? I think so. Let me let me not lie to the people. I know there's nowhere else in Europe, for sure. We're not going there. Which <laughs> is just crazy to me. But anyway. Um... It ain't crazy to me. They tired of our bull crap. Um, did you see these stories about bubonic plague? Don't know. Don't get my anxiety shut up. I already know what you're talking about. Look, because we mentioned coronavirus on the episode, Miss Wilch. <laughs> I'm still mad at us for doing that. We talked about coronavirus, and there were only 29 cases in Wuhan, China that Sunday. And then that Monday morning, I woke up, and it was 87 cases. I was like, what happened? Look at us now. So, um, was that your travel memory? Yeah, that was one of the travel memories, courtesy of my mama. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have a travel um, memory too. (laughs) Picture it Sicily, not really Sicily, but Jackson, Mississippi, 2009. Mississippi. Yes. A friend of ours, one of our homeboys from high school, invited us down for, um, I guess it was homecoming. How far is this drive? It was, we were leaving from A State, so it might have been like three hours. I think you told this story, friend. No, I told part of this trip. I didn't tell this story. I told you a long time ago, when I go on trips, so many things happen. I have like five stories for each trip. Mm-mm. You're, I, what you're talking about was when I was at the party and I got on top of that cap of shoulders. Yes, I oh, did. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no. I don't think we talked about this. We talked about this, but I don't think that we <laughs> talked about this podcast. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Mm. Well, we're not getting into that. That's not the story I had prepared. (laughs) The story that I had prepared was how we went to the game and we left early. Well, I parked by somebody's house. This is something you never do when you go to like any kind of HBCU football game. Don't park in nobody's house. I trusted this person because he, I asked my sister, sir, are you going to let anybody block me in? Because I have to be able to go. And he was like, no, no, sweetheart. Lying. Just lying. <laughs> we leave the game early because we were trying to get ready to go to, to the party that you just heard about. But we got blocked in. So we literally were blocked in. There were two, two cars in front of us in like the grass area where we parked. And then a car on the street blocking all of us in. And then there was another car on the other side that was blocking us from going around the other side of the house. You know how frustrated I was? So we were trapped in a car. It was myself and three other friends. And I had a secret. And I hadn't shared it with them. And I decided that it was an opportune moment to share with them because we have nothing else to do. So I told them the secret. And they all, all their jaws just dropped. That's my story. That's it. That's my story. I can't tell y'all what the secret was. I mean, I can't. Well, the podcast will get it'll get kicked off the air if I say what the secret was. Oh, we have to tell these secrets now. Mm mm. But let's just say when you get trapped in a car with friends, tell a secret. You ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, that is the worst. I remember going to the fairgrounds one time and I got stuck like that. That is annoying. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, we were stuck in the car. We heard, we was waiting on the band to play the fifth quarter. And so while we were waiting, I was like, well, I might as well just go ahead and tell them. I told them. <laughs> and they all was like, really? You've been keeping this from us all semester? I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so, let me see. Let me see. It's not, is this a Bay story? A who? A Bay story. No, nah, he wasn't no Bay. He was on the team, but he wasn't no Bay. Let me see what else I got then. 
You said he was on the team. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let me see. What else we talk about? What trips have I been on? Let's think about last year. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just going to be bad and say it. I'm just going to say it. So we went to Vegas. And you know in Vegas they have um, – I went to Vegas two times last year. Mm-hmm. I went one time with my cousins for, like, a cousin's trip. And then the second time I went, I went for my, a cousin's wedding. So the second time we went, me, I went with my mom. And my mama, she down for the cause. My mom is a whole comedian. Um, stay on the lookout for our YouTube channel because she's going to make us his money. So my mom was like... That's how I feel about Rayshawn. He needs his Oh, yes. Yes. Right, yes. Both of them. <laughs> so, oh, imagine them in the same room with one another. Because <laughs> my mom is a whole... And she, mm, she, we are very much opposite. So anyway, she was like, um, let's go to the dispensary. And I'm like, for what, mama? She was like, I want to give me some. I was like, okay. So we go okay. to, we went, mama wanted to go to the dispensary, went to the dispensary, it's illegal in Vegas. So mm-hmm. we went to the dispensary and got some gummy edibles. So we, mama um, ate her edible in the car. We had, we took an Uber there to the dispensary or whatever and she ate her edible in the car then she started talking about i feel it already i feel it already i'm like ain't no way you feel it you ain't felt nothing girl why you let your mama eat an edible girl my mom is a grown woman Y'all have to meet Ariel's mama, and you will know why I asked this question. She don't need an edible. She already turned. She is an edible, right? right. She is an edible. Her, we her, have, her everyday mood is an edible. She didn't need nothing to heighten anything. Well, I don't think she was feeling that. So I ate mine or whatever, and then I was like, "This is one edible." And I think uh, they give you like the serving side. They tell you the serving on the packages or whatever. So I had like, mm-hmm. one little gummy. One little gummy. So when we, we went to the wedding, the wedding was at like two o'clock and I wasn't feeling nothing. It was 11 o'clock in the morning when we went to dispensary. So two o'clock, here go the wedding, ain't nobody feeling nothing. Seven o'clock at night, we doing a little reception thing. Everybody did, so I ain't feeling nothing, feeling completely normal. My mama was doing the electric slide. She was being her normal self and when nothing, nothing was wrong. So then we get to two o'clock in the morning. And I just remember waking up and feeling the bed vibrating. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then I, I felt it. My eyes was closed still. So then I opened my eyes. And the hotel room is like, it has some really good curtains, some electric curtains that, you know, they close on their own. They get pitch black, pitch, pitch black. <laughs> So then I open my eyes and I see red lights flashing. It's like the red light special going on in this room. At two o'clock in the morning, it was 11 a.m. when I had a single edible. One. (laughs) And I mean a gummy bear. One little gummy bear. So I said, I'm like, the bear wouldn't stop vibrating. And so I said, mama, because we wasn't sleeping in bed together. I was like, do you feel that vibrate? Is the bed vibrating? And she said, yeah. And so I went back to sleep. I remember thinking before I closed my eyes and go back to sleep, I said, are we close to the elevator? Maybe it's the elevator. I'm feeling the elevator. You know, sometimes when you have a room that's close to the elevator, you feel mm-hmm. it. So I'm like, maybe that's what it is. Then, girl, yeah, next day I woke up, I was like, nah, there was not no elevator. So <laughs> never again. Never will I ever. Never will I ever. So. Ooh, between you and my other friend, I, I'm not going to ever try no edible because y'all. <laughs> well, this is a thing. With, I feel like with edibles, you just don't never know. I think when you smoke, then you, you you know it's kind of immediate but when you have an edible you just don't never know and that was not uh-uh, two o'clock in the morning <laughs> uh-uh. I, and i've never smoked weed either it like my lungs would never allow it but 
the edible there's a show on netflix called cooked with cannabis oh don't make me go watch this tonight haven't i told you about it before i don't think so oh well girl you gotta go watch it it's so good so it's a competition it's a cooking show competition and the people are cooking with marijuana and so i i already know like chronic loud i hate the smell of it they for the people that do smoke weed and listen to this podcast, it's not going to be anything y'all can do that can make me accept the smell of chronic. It stinks. That's how I feel. But, um, you know, indica and sativa, I feel like those smell very good. And so I was watching the show and I, I've just learned a lot about cooking with marijuana and the different strands that you can use and how you can use CBD oil to bring things down and this, that, and the other. It's very informative. So if you want to know more about it or are interested, please go and watch Cooked with Cannabis. It's a very cute show. They have celebrity guests who come on and eat the food. They're not judges. Um, the judges are two hosts of the show, but the guests, they come in and eat the food. So we get to see celebrities acting the food while they hide. Ricky Lake was on there too. Not Ricky. Girl, Ricky had her some old edible. Now I will tell you this, they cooked, they had a, a barbecue theme. I think it was like episode two was barbecue theme. And I was like, I, you know, I'm not even gonna lie. Somebody presented me with the old rib that was infused with marijuana. Just don't tell me, just don't tell me about it. Let me, oh, let me just the, eat it. The vegan place that um I've been, well, that I tried those, oh, I tried shrimp tacos at last weekend. Um, they, it's called Vegan Vibrations in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they infuse some, that, some of their dishes with um cannabis. I was going to say, just, it's, a, just, it's, a, it's a hard no for me. I uh-huh. would want to, I would try weed wine. Uh, I tried to find a place when we went to LA, but I couldn't find it. But outside of that, it's a no. Uh, it's not for me. I don't want to be consciously aware of it. I just want somebody to just, you say, hey, girl, um, I got some ribs. You want some? I cannot. I couldn't even imagine it. <laughs> just be like, hey, sis, you know, I got some ribs and some baked beans. You want some? And I'll be like, yes. And that's all you got to say. Don't tell me nothing else. <laughs> but I have a Vegas story. Yes, go ahead, Vegas. Everybody got a Vegas story. Have I ever, have I ever talked about Vegas on the show? I'm trying to I, remember. We had it a little bit. I'm I don't know if you your, I don't, I'm sure you told us. No, you didn't. I think I told you about your story for we were gonna do a Vegas episode and we were gonna save your story for the episode. So I don't okay. Because I mean, like I I have plenty of stories for the Vegas trip, like at least three for every day we were there. Ooh. girl. Because I mean, this was back when I mean I was young, I was you know slim and cute and get me. was uh, getting these people's money. <laughs> <laughs> letting people buy drinks um the vegas story is a little it's a little interesting and the reason why is because this would be the time in which i could actually say like i was reckless and i'm trying to figure out how much detail i actually want to give it's funny because i just when i was home from memorial day weekend i did go and visit one of my friends that was on this trip with me and we had a good laugh about this trip and we you know we were just like stunned at how reckless we were and the things that we did we wouldn't dare do those things anymore and like really reckless for real unsafe things very 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 grateful that uh we made it back alive that that kind of situation so it's 2020 the, the fact that we even made it onto our flight is um, a blessing. Mm-hmm. The fact that we woke up, the fact that we woke up Sundays was a blessing. So, I mean, I'm just, now no drugs were involved. Let me be clear with that. Cause you know, some people be like, oh, well, well no drugs were involved, but just reckless, just being reckless, uh, 2021 20, and no, 22 and living. So, the most censored version that of a story that I can give you that happened in Vegas was with um, 
I think I said, I think I told y'all. Did I tell you about, I might have told you, maybe not the podcast, about Steve from the Bay Area? Mm-mm. Oh, so, okay. If you ain't never heard it, I mean the podcast ain't never heard it. Well, you know, we was out here collecting drinks and things from people. Collecting. <laughs> so this is back when, you know, I was team 18 inches of weed out here. Girl, you almost hit me. I said, I almost got a little stunned. 18 inches of <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. This is not that episode. <laughs> That's why I said there's some stories that can't be presented <laughs> about Vegas on this platform. But anywho, so our first night there, we get to the hotel. We're trying to find what trouble to get into. It's Vegas. So we were down, we were getting ready to head downstairs and our next door neighbor in the hotel, his name was Steve. I won't say his last name, but his name was Steve and he was from the Bay Area. Hey. So he was in town for the weekend. I think we were there from like a Thursday to a Tuesday or something like that. But he was in town only for the weekend, and he was staying next door to us. And the only reason I knew that is because when we exited the hotel, this was actually a story, y'all. We exited our little hotel room, and we were walking down the hallway, and he was walking out the elevator, and he was walking past us. And I was like, oh, he's cute. And so I was like, ooh, when he walked past, because I was being petty. I told y'all, collecting drinks out here. And so... I turn around when he passed by us and he turned around and we made eye contact. So the two people I was with, I was like, y'all go ahead and hold the elevator. I'll be, you know, right back. So me and him, we chopping it up. And he was like, oh, you know, what are y'all doing here? I was like, oh, we're just here for a little girl's trip, spring break, senior year, finna graduate, whoop to do whatever. And then that's when he was like, oh, well, you know, let me buy y'all a drink. I was like, of course, let's go. So we go downstairs. He come to the elevator with me, and my friends was like, well, what is he doing? I was like, he's going to buy us drinks. So he bought each. He's going to buy us drinks. <laughs> <laughs> he bought each and every one of us drinks. And so he bought, and I mean, drinks in Vegas ain't cheap. At least they weren't back in that time. I ain't been in Vegas since 2012, so I won't know. But um, no, not 2000. Yeah, it was 2012. Anyway, so he bought us each a drink, and then he, he asked, he was like, well, y'all buy, uh, buy me a drink. And so we put together our little little coins and bought him one drink. So, <laughs> oh yeah, just one. We didn't buy him three. Now, wait a minute, no. Because the goal, the goal was for us to, to win. So absolutely, he got one drink. Well, he was like, okay, well, I, you know, got to catch up with my people. Where y'all going to be at later tonight? So we met up with him later that night at one of the clubs in the hotel before we went to where our actual destination was going to be. And he bought all the drinks there too. And so then the next day, this is where reckless comes in. This is just one example of the reckless behavior that we participated in. So he invited us to go off the strip out to eat with him and his homeboys area <laughs> why did our dumb a's get in a car it was three of us me and my two travel companions it was just us three and there were at least five men these were not boys these were what? men we no. all get in an suv how dangerous that's, that's what i'm talking about I was like when i said we were just grateful to wake up the next morning <laughs> and that that grace that we you know that gratefulness that we had that didn't come in the moment that came years later like oh my god like what were you thinking but we left the strip with these five men like got in their SUV so the way it worked was we had to leave the hotel go through the parking garage of the hotel parking garage parking garage <laughs> with five men and we went and we ate and luckily, they bought us back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. <laughs> and, like, nobody died. Nobody tried to sexually assault us. And nobody, like, tried to kidnap us. And we were blessed because that is not the fate of a lot of girls at our age at that time. <sighs> 
So <laughs> the dangers. Girl, we made it back in one piece. And I mean, and Steve was he was a gentleman. He was like, you know, glad that we, we were able to take y'all out to eat, to do, had fun. We headed out. Hope y'all have a good night. And that was the end of it. So like, blessed and highly favored, but child that was my reckless vegas story and it just got worse from that point on so we not even gonna get into it Ooh, because what day was this this was day one well oh. the going, going out to eat was day two but yeah mm-hmm. yeah, vegas is interesting i we went i went to vegas the first time well i don't want to talk about that because we well no mm. <laughs> Yeah, we, out, we went to Vegas the first time and I didn't realize I think I was a bit young and naive too I mean I watched my surroundings but this prostitute was trying to pick us up sex worker yeah the sex worker she was trying to pick us up child she was trying to collect us we was in the uh in the casino and she just steady following us i'm like ma'am i'm gonna need you to go i'm not i'm not participating in your activities today that's what i'm talking about i was just young and young and dumb oh vegas yes i I can't believe that i got in a car where there were the amount of men and physical strength that they had completely outweighed me and the people i was with and we got in the car with no problem five of y'all what kind of car was y'all in a suv Oh, it should be okay. Yeah, like say everybody perfectly. Like we got in the car willingly. Mm-hmm. Well, foolishness. What's your next memory? Um, I was just popped back in my head. So we went to Jamaica last year um, on a cousin's trip, and uh, I talk about it briefly in some of the episodes. But and I might have already told this, but I'm gonna tell it again. So we went on this uh, little cruise boat, party boat situation one day. Um, I thought, I went and did this before. It's called the Chuka, C-H-U-K-K-A. Um, it's like a little, it's a tour. They, have, they do like little tours where you can do um, ACV riding and party boats and horseback riding and stuff like that. So we did uh, one tour that included this party boat and uh-huh. you party boat and what they were going to do is they're going to take you out into the middle of the ocean and you were going to go power snorkeling so i don't know if you've seen what a power snorkeling device looks like but it's it looked like a big octopus it's huge it's huge machine that it's supposed to help you to dive under the water <clears throat> And so you can, you know, swim really fast, essentially, with this machine, with the help of this machine. Mm-hmm. So um, I climbed, we got on the cruise, and they gave us all this rum punch, and we danced for what seemed like 30 minutes. And then they got us out to the middle of the ocean. They let the little thing down so we could all, you know, get off the boat and do the power snorkeling. So, girl, I guess to get out that boat, I must have went down that letter, just the letter, just right next to the letter, and must have flipped upside down with this light vest on. Oh, friend. So, I have to participate in somebody's uh, swimming lessons as an adult because that was not cute. So, then we went, I finally, I went out there, and I, I know I told this story because I went out there holding on to my older cousin um, and the guy that was doing the whole, I want to say he was the, what was, I don't know what he was. He was somebody from the the tour company. He Mm -hmm. took us out there. He was holding on to the power snorkel. My cousin was holding on to him and then I was holding on to her. And I, I got out there. I was scared out my mind. I was looking down. I remember looking down and seeing it, how deep it was. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Now I remember looking over. And my cousin is playing footsie with this man. Talking about you, my husband. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to the boat. And I'm getting out the water. And I had this, like, bendo tube top situation on. 
Mm-hmm. Girl, all my little things just all my little a cup just fell out of the bendo getting off the boat oh friend mm-hmm. so all of jamaica got a little show of a cups <laughs> well i don't have a um it's interesting because i don't have a personal story but i do have the story about the time i visited the strip club for the first time well i, I haven't been to a strip club before how was it Oh, it was fun. It was fun? Yes. Yeah, I think I'm that type of person that I'd probably think the same thing. Well, I mean, a a lot of people have. But where do you go to a strip club? In Atlanta? Yes. What? Oh, you went to a strip club, strip club. Yes, I went to Onyx. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, picture it, Sicily. um, A real strip club. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Not Well, and I've also been to a meal strip club as well and well let me rephrase it it wasn't a male strip club it was a male strip show that was in town it was that was very raunchy like people think like strip clubs where uh women or trans women may work like they believe that that's raunchy and no uh uh-uh. like that male strip review whatever that was was trash and yeah my mama said that she went to one in dallas and she said that it was trash it i i don't like it i don't like like i mean i identify as a heterosexual woman i i enjoy penis i don't want to i don't want nobody's musty penis in my face <laughs> you want no so. balls I don't want that in my face. So, like, it, and then, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the Mel Strip Club review, strip show, review, in town traveling, whatever y'all do, that's not for me. It's I don't like it. But I went to uh, Onyx in Atlanta. It was 2014. And um, I, took, <laughs> I took Veronica, like, Veronica came with me. It was both of our first time in this strip club. I was very excited. Now, how y'all set this up? How y'all just, you know what? Let's go to the strip club. We here. We out here. But you have to understand, like, so we, you and I haven't known each other very long. But if you were to, like, ask Kentris, Veronica about me, like, this I... This is normal. The, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is 100%. It's like, oh, yeah, Charmaine is the and they want to do everything that like I typically don't have much of a limit it's outside of drugs and having sex with strangers I will I will do almost anything yeah I'm like that too I get you spontaneous yeah like and then I've all I always wanted to go well and then I'm a I'm I'm a Scorpio <laughs> I'm a very sexual person, so anything regarding like sex, I'm I'm into immediately. Like I want to go to um like a sex party. I would love to go to a sex party. I don't want to participate, but I would just like to. And I know that's like one of the rules for a lot of them. Like you have to participate, but I would just be going to just observe. I'm just quite interested. But any- <laughs> anywho, we went to the strip club. Um, I would say I was probably way more interested in going than Veronica was but she also knows that she could have said no um but you got to think about like strip clubs in Atlanta it's a different kind of situation I don't know about strip clubs outside of Atlanta but what I do know is it was like going to the club yeah because I got like we got in there it was a two drink minimum I got drinks I had chicken wings Cause club wings are the best wings. Like outside of my mama making fried chicken at the house, I like it at the club. Give me some chicken. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, just please give me some chicken. Just give me some chicken and old fry basket. Ooh, girl. So anyway, um, we we chilling and like the girls are on stage. They working. They I mean they were like working, honey. I was like, y'all better get this money, okay? <laughs> like to be your money. Get your coin, sis. So, child. Um, yes. So then I had decided that I wanted. A private, well, not private, but I wanted a lap dance, and so I paid for a lap dance. And I, I was like, I want a lap dance. <laughs> I was 
very particular. I was like, I would like a lap dance from uh, the person with the biggest booty in the house. So, uh-uh. Uh-uh. yes, ma'am. Why? And because why not? <laughs> the biggest booty. Why would I pay to have a skinny booty? That don't make sense. Booty. <laughs> little booties matter too. Yeah, little booties matter. But all booties, co- all booties matter. Girl, go no. <laughs> I want to get a lap dance by the girl with the biggest booty because I just I was like I had heard two chains song birthday. Um, I want for my birthday so big booty. This and so I was like that song was in my head and I was like okay that yes lap dance and I I paid like I. I paid for the dance, which was $20, but I also like was like, here, sis, here's a little extra money for you. Um, I was like, I, this ain't no, no, like, oh, I pity you or nothing. Like, I just want you to get your coin, girl, because she, she did what she was supposed to do for her lap dance. So I ended up paying 50 for it. And sis was appreciative. She was like, oh, thanks, girl. She was like, your hair cute. I was like, thank you. I like your nails. And she moved right on. She moved right on. <laughs> she moved right on. <laughs> On to the yeah, next. she would. She had to go collect her coin, and that's I'm all for it. Could get your money, get this, get this money any way you gotta get this money, okay? Get it, take it all, get it. Mm-hmm. So then, um, while we were there, it was interesting because this couple came, and I was like, oh my gosh, this, this to me is couple goals. Like, I probably would be more interested in going to the strip club than my husband would be, and and that's exactly what was going on with this couple. Like they came to the strip club and it was so funny because the girl, she, they were a heterosexual couple. The girl, um, she was getting all the lap dances and the guy, he got a couple or whatever, but she was like into it, honey, into it. And he kept, she kept sending him, she was like, can you go to the ATM please? And so she, <laughs> she kept sending him to the ATM to get these ones. <laughs> I was like, get, make him work for it, girl make it work but i mean yeah they they do get like they will take the tops off and it's like the girl that i got the lap dance from she kept her her bottoms on but she did take her top off so her titties was like in my face or whatever and i was just like i mean okay I I guess. her titties was like in my face i mean i was like i guess people enjoy this part of it too i'm just here for the experience so thanks that's pretty cool i gotta do that i mean it was it was a great I time my bucket list and then like i mean the girl, like, these are, with, like, I want people to understand something about going to the strip club. Anyone who, I, I'm trying to, I like to call it, uh, I like to refer to women who work in strip clubs as entertainers because. Oh, yes, ma'am. After they, we went to that uh, bachelorette party and we got on them poles. Girl, like, you, this is professional work out here. Like, they, they have to exercise, and they have to have a great eating um, discipline, because it's something I don't have. Um, and, and they have to have physical strength. So I want people, I want to debunk these myths that these are just, like, trash women who out here mm-hmm. that ain't got no daddies in their life. Like, that might be somebody's story, but that ain't everybody's story. Some people want to do it because they want to do it. And that's fine. That's okay. And they can out, they probably can outwork you, out run you, out squat you any day. Like, you got to have a certain level of physical strength to be able to climb up on a pole. Like, when we were there, this one girl did a trick. Girl, it I was couldn't like even do a twirl. Listen, listen, that was so hard to do. Remember, I had to catch, catch. I had so many bruises on me the next day. Yes, that pole dance, like, that pole dancing class was hard. So, my thing is, like, I want people to understand, like, they, they, deserve to get their coin they deserve every single piece of money that they get now it was this one guy who had got a little handsy he had went up on the stage and tried to touch this woman's vagina and security snatched him up so hard i was like sir you gotta go i was like that's what i'm talking about protect protect her so, and then, I mean, the rest of the night when I wasn't getting lap dances, I was encouraged and I was, yes, sis, out here gassing folks up. And I was talking myself because, you know, like I said, it's the club. They was playing club music. So why not? All right. Yeah, I got to add that to my bucket list. Yes, girl. I love the old strip club. It was just fine with me. Do you have um, any travel bucket list things that you want to do when you travel? Skydiving. Yes. Me too, Charmaine. Mm-hmm. Adventure uh, City. 
I would like to go swimming with sharks, but the problem with that is um, I I need to ensure that like I would survive, not because of the sharks, but because I'm not that I'm not like a Michael Phelps out here. So <laughs> it would be nice to know that I could actually like get down there and come back up. That right. would be lovely. So like I would like to do more water stuff, snorkeling. Right. And, That's why I need to go get these swimming lessons. And like. I can swim, but I don't trust. I can swim in a pool. I don't trust nothing about myself in nobody's ocean. So. That's what my mama said. She said, "I know my feet can touch the bottom." She, mama did not mm-hmm. get. She did not participate in the Jamaica uh, power snorkeling festivity. She was mm-hmm. not leaving her seat from that boat. But it was exciting. It was very exhilarating to go and put my head under the water and see like the bottom of the ocean, girl. Like, I wouldn't mind doing it, like, if somebody would go down there with me, or they could be like, okay, well, just pull this level when you want to come back up, and you'll just float back up to the top. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll do that. But <laughs> uh, kayaking, I, I, well, no, no, not no, kayaking. Not kayaking. I'm thinking about parasailing. Child. Yeah, I want to do parasailing. You have another parasailing? Mm-mm. I don't know why I thought you did so, that. yeah. But I we got to get you to a strip club. Yeah, I, yeah, we gotta. Go, I gotta go to a strip club, and we gotta yeah. do skydiving. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> right. Well, what's your next memory? Do we have time? Oh, child, I didn't. Even I think know. we've been going. We have. We well, might I need just, to make a part two. Well, I just have one more memory. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. That I want to yeah. share. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, picture it, Sicily, really Cancun, 2015. Um, this travel story really exhibits my clumsiness so we were ringing in the new year in Cancun I wasn't even drunk that's how clumsy I am and we were at the little new year's eve party at the resort and what do I do drop my glass I literally had not even taken a sip they had just passed the glasses of champagne around drop my glass and cut my foot what in mexico in mexico did you go to the hospital i didn't have to go it wasn't that bad like it wasn't like the shard of glass got caught in my foot and stayed there no but it it did cut my foot not deep enough for me to need stitches or anything it you know there was a little blood so we had to go get cleaned up and all that and then i was just too embarrassed to go back to the party so we went to the beach which that wasn't a good idea because when you cut your feet on glass like Mm. it ain't no point in going to the beach with sand whether you have a band-aid on or not but we just had to go get in the ocean the ocean also had salt so that also didn't make sense just clean your wound just clean your wound just i was like what are you thinking but i mean it was a good time so yeah that was cancun that would have me so nerve-wracked if i had to go to the the emergency room in mexico or in another country period i know you didn't have that i was just like you know i did that (laughs) That yeah but especially mexico no that happened yeah that's nerve-wracking well, I mean, since we had Travel Story as our, you know, main segment, our little itinerary today, we don't have an actual Travel Story segment. So what is your takeoff tip for the week, sis? Um, <laughs> once again, it, I, this, I had this tip last week, but if you're going somewhere to support businesses, especially Black businesses, all the more better. But if you're supporting businesses, make sure that you um, see if these places are open or not, because it was not fun going to Little Rock and not knowing what I was going to eat. And I had been on the road for five hours um, already that day. That was not. mm -mm. So, yeah. Check people's hours. (laughs) Make sure that they're open. What about you? Um, Stay at home if you can. That's going to be here until coronavirus goes away. So that part, uh, and then my backup or part two of my takeoff tip for the week is if you are traveling to a state that has a travel restriction against the state you are coming from, please be respectful. They're, they're doing it to try to protect the citizens in their state, whether their citizens want to, you know, whatever they're doing, we, we're not judging what they're doing in their city. But if you're going to go to another state or city where they already have a travel restriction against you, just be respectful. Like, we're not trying to keep up the spread. We already got coronavirus, and then we got this new dang situation. Hopefully, it stays where it is and does not cross borders. 
because I don't have time. But um, I just want people like be respectful. Just be respectful. That's a really good tip because I even when I was traveling to Little Rock, I was concerned that um, um, there was going to be a mandatory 14-day quarantine mm-hmm. um, in crossing the borders because there was at one point, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I think that was just air travel. I don't know how they were going to monitor anybody traveling across in the car. But yeah, I was really concerned about that. So I had to do a whole lot of research to come up to a consensus. And then I just hit the road because I was like, I couldn't find the right answer. So Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm coming from, so Illinois just put out a tra- travel restriction for people coming oh, yeah. from Texas. So like when I go to Illinois to move, I will be um, abiding by the 14 quarant- 14 day quarantine mandate as best as I can. Like because I'm moving, will I have to probably slide somewhere and pick up a nail or a piece of tape or something? Absolutely. And I'm going to have to do that because I need to get my place in order. But I'm not going to be out here parlaying in the streets with people, putting more people at risk. So just be respectful. That's it. That is all. Bye. Have a nice week. Bye.